0: Okay, all right, how's that? Yeah, hi. <laughs> just got back from work. Sao kong already. I uh, still haven't fixed my tap. This so long. Does anyone know a good plumber? But yeah, uh, just got back home. I have to uh, get dinner ready. While I'm doing that, I'm going to look at the passage I'm going to be preaching this Sunday at Leicester church but before that let's see what's for dinner a lot of vegetables not purposely one. I bought this for a bunch of people who were coming last Sunday so I thought easier to get vegetables than you know everyone can eat it but I was too lazy so I just made them eat instant noodles. Shin ramyun. that was pretty good I was supposed to cut up some vegetables to put in it but I was too lazy so they just ate plain ramen so that means I have to eat the vegetables this week. Leek, what are these? 2 Tu, y Nice noodle Soak this water. This saturday i'm going down to leicester uh, the night before sunday gonna have dinner with some of the friends from leicester church and then on sunday i'll be preaching at the leicester chinese church i haven't prepared anything yet hopefully i can get that done this evening get kind of like a big idea of the passage here we're looking at this coming sunday so let's look at that uh, it's psalm 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 i'm not sure whether you can hear the Boiling, hopefully, that's not too noisy. Psalm 139. There we go. Psalm 139 for the director of music of David, a sound. Oh Lord, uh, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. God knows everything about us, everything that we do, everything in our calendars, even when you sit and you get up. It's every small thing as though well. God knows. Verse 4, before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely overworked. Before we even say something. It's not just that God knows what we say. God knows what we say before we even say it. He knows the thoughts that goes into our words before it comes out as words. So kind of like a very comprehensive knowledge of everything we do, everything we think, everything that we say. Verse 5, you hem me in. Hem means... Uh, to sew, corner me. There's no way I can run. You hem me in, you lock me in. You hem me in, verse 5 behind and before you've laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain." That's a nice uh, parallel. God knows him, but he also knows that God knows him. And so he says such knowledge is too much for him. That means the knowledge that God knows everything about him. Knowing that God knows me, knows everything about me, knows me inside out, that is uh, too wonderful. (laughs) Too much maybe OTT over the top. Okay, oh my. My water is done. So I've got my hot water. I'm just going to pour that. I'll I'll use my rice cooker. My rice pot, nice noodles, dried up like this. I'm just going to pour in some. uh... So senang, right? So easy. It's faster than cooking rice. While so you're doing that, let's read a bit more of Psalm 139 verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? So he's trying to run away. He's trying to run away from God. If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. In the footnotes, it's referring to shale, like hell. The Jewish understanding of this level beneath earth. You know, shale. When you die, you go there. So if you die also, you see God. Cannot run away. Verse 9. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I set on the far side of the sea even there your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast." So it sounds as if he's trying to run away. At least he's thinking about it and I guess that's natural right? Someone is following you, knows too much about you, you try to keep some kind of distance. It's just very uncomfortable. Maybe you might even physically run away from that person but it's saying that you might do that with a person but you can't really do that with God. By the way, let's cut up some leek. we always think of leek like a giant spring onion. So, spring onion, mini leek, leek giant spring onion. <laughs> Is it saying that sometimes we do feel like we want to run away from God? I know that's true. Run away from God when you know, you're ashamed of something. That's when you don't really want to deal with God. When you feel kind of like a pressure from God to do something that you don't want to do. You know, like Asian parents like want you to act suddenly, ugh. That's called like Stuff inside it. Not the cleanest of vegetables. But this is kind of different, right? This is running away from God's presence, God's knowledge. Oh. Can you see that? It's got stuff inside of it. Anyway, I'll clean this. What's he saying? Just running away from God. I guess it acknowledges that sometimes that's the natural reaction of knowing that God knows us. Is that saying that it's okay? Just saying that it's maybe natural. That we do not want a God who knows everything about us and we don't always feel drawn to that. I guess that's comforting, is it? This is realistic if you ever feel that way. Some there. gross. Verse 11, if I say surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. So Is darkness a metaphor? Hiding in places that can't be seen. Maybe you're running to a place that is dark that you think God won't want to go. You think that's the last place that someone in church will look for you. Some place maybe even shameful. Maybe it might be talking about Um, going to dark places. We do use that kind of expression to describe depression sometimes. Maybe you do something that you shouldn't be doing or go to places you don't, where you shouldn't be going. Uh, Earlier on he talks about, you know, running to shale, that kind of thing. It's saying that, you know, you can't hide from God. God can see everything, everything. Nothing is hidden from Him, I guess. You know, am I reading too much into this? Maybe. Probably am. <laughs> Four. okay, so here's the reason. Verse 13 begins, For, you created my innermost being, you knit me together in my mother womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made. In the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body." There's a lot of information here. God creating me when I was still in my mother's womb. Life your life was being formed. It was actually God doing that forming. It says verse 13, you knit me together It's so as if you know God pulling the strands of DNA together forming the proteins that form into these complex structures that form into muscle and tissue and sinew that kind of thing. God was knitting. Think of those aunties who like to knit baby socks that kind of thing. God does that very intentionally with us even in our mother's womb. It's not an accident. It's not even even a remote control kind of thing, but God is doing this very, very intentionally. And it says there in verse 14, I praise you for this. You know, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Acknowledging that God designed me and made me and created. Crafted me like an art project. Again, it's reflecting our knowledge, you know I know that God did this and it caused me to want to praise God So here it starts to be a bit more positive earlier on the knowledge of God's knowledge of us and put it that way You know knowing that God knows everything about me makes me want to run away But knowing the reason for that knowledge, you know, God is our creator, our designer, our maker, makes us then be drawn back to Him. We're acknowledging that uh, the reason we even exist is because of God. And the reason God knows us is because He made us. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Why is it that God knows everything about me? You have this like heavenly CCTV. Is he just very invasive, very curious, doesn't have boundaries, that kind of thing. Like, you know, some parents, you think, oh, they want to know everything about you. And, you know, just give me some some privacy, that kind of thing. It's not. Just that. Although I think God is interested in us as a parent, but it's not just that because verse 13 again begins 4. The reason God knows everything about us is because God made us and God made us to be made wonderfully he keeps repeating, I like, work wonderfully, wonderfully. Verse 14, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. Let me pick up from verse 16. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God kind of like decided how all our days would work out. God planned them, planned our calendar, planned our thoughts, planned our actions. Maybe that's why God knows everything about us. it isn't just that God knows the password to our Google Calendar and so you can look into there. So okay, you know, this Sunday, Calvin's is going to go to Leicester. He's going to preach there. It isn't just that. He, he didn't even break and hack into my calendar. But rather, the fact that he ordained this means God decided before I knew that this was going to happen, that this would happen. And that's how he knows it. He knows it because he, he made it happen. And it's written there inside his book, writing a story, authoring this book of our lives that we are living out. Oh, that's really awesome. Okay, verse 17. By the way, um, this is really icky. It's so icky. It's got all these little bits in them. Oh, I'm not sure you can see. Oh, my noodles might be too soggy. Drain them. I'm sorry, this must be so boring to watch. So we've seen two things so far, that God knows us and that causes us to want to run away from him. But then secondly, that God made us and that makes us want to praise him. Two different kinds of knowledge, two different kinds of reactions. So I guess in the first instance, I guess we realize this, right? If there is a God, he must know everything. He must determine everything. He must be in charge of everything. And there's a kind of awesomeness, to that kind of knowledge that might be too much to handle. It says, you know, this kind of knowledge is overwhelming for me. It's understandable if you feel that way. If that's the only kind of knowledge that you have of God, that He's so awesome, He knows everything, and you feel kind of like hesitant to approach this God. David felt this way. Maybe you know, when we feel this way, it's almost natural. But secondly, knowing that God made us, but made us in a way that he cared for us, he designed us, he ordained our days before us, helps us to see that he loves us. Can't put this any other way. He made us in a way that reflects his workmanship. I think there's something in Ephesians uh, 2.10. That, that says that you know we are his workmanship okay i think this is reasonably clean can i do this one-handed and foam it youtube skills yeah okay oh i know i know what i'll do i'll put some interesting sauce in it my friends gave me this salted egg sauce that goes really well with noodles oh this this is still so okay so never mind it's okay won't kill me make me stronger this is salted egg yolk sauce Yeah. Simple, right? Yeah. Okay, back to our passage, verse 17. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with me. I'm still with you. (laughs) He's reflecting on knowing God's thoughts. Interesting, earlier on, God knows his thoughts, well, his actions, everything he's knowing, everything he does, but now we are able to know God's thoughts. That's interesting, to be able to know what God is thinking, what God is doing. Somehow, I think, This implies that God has revealed it to us. I don't know what it means when it says when I'm awake I'm still with you. How that connects with knowing God's thoughts. Knowing God's presence is knowing God's word, I guess. That that might be the connection. It's not just knowing God's presence that you feel as if God is with you, but somehow if you're thinking about God's thoughts, every time that's in your mind, in your heart, that's essentially God's presence with us. God's thoughts equates with God's word inside our minds and our hearts. That's a very evangelical way of putting it but I think it's true. I think it is. It is. Verse 19. If only you would slay the wicked, O God, away from me, you bloodthirsty men. That's quite a change in tone. Suddenly he's talking about all these evil people. Verse 20. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, O God, O Lord, and abhor those who rise up against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them as my enemies. So suddenly now he's switched gears talking about all these guys who don't know God, who talk about God in a bad way. Verse 20, they speak of you with evil intent, misuse your name. And he says, I hate them. I don't want to be like them. They're bad, they're evil, and you should slay them, kill them. Verse 19. But then it ends, the last two verses. Verse 23, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. So I think that, that then makes sense. Maybe the reason why He's thinking about all these evil men out there who hate God is because then he's thinking about his own heart before God. He realizes that maybe he isn't that different. (laughs) He isn't that different from all these people who hate God or rather that God can see into his heart and see maybe not just good things and clean things and pure things but maybe some things that look a lot like the hearts of these evil men. That's why he says, you know, search me. See in me that I do desire to be with you and that it isn't just all evil, but there is something in my heart that has been changed and wants to be transparent and accessible to you. Verse 23, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. My arm is getting tired. (laughs) Verse 24, see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So it ends, that's the last verse with, him inviting God to know him more. Him inviting God to search his heart, to find anything impure, and to lead him in ways everlasting, to, to, to continue to lead his path such that he's always following God and acknowledging God. So it ends with knowledge, but wanting God to know him even more. Let's break it down. So, three parts began with him realizing that. God knows everything about him and he wants to run away from that. Secondly, realizing that God made him and him wanting to praise God for the knowledge of that. And finally, ending with repentance, wanting God to lead him, to almost know him more so that he will know God more. Does that make sense? Uh, wanting not to turn away from God, wanting not to turn away from God's knowledge, but wanting God to search his heart and to lead him in ways everlasting. Smells good, sounds good. Now, how do we pull this together? Honestly, I don't know, I don't know. This is really just my first impressions. I guess it shows that knowledge of God causes us to be humble before Him, to acknowledge our sin. Knowledge of God helps us to want to know God more. Knowledge of God helps us to want to walk in His ways. This is just a starting point for me. I have to think about this more and come up with something that isn't as boring as this video. Sunday, but for now, yeah, I'm going to pray and ask for God's help. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that uh, you do know us, and that knowing our hearts and knowing the kinds of people we are, you still love us and you lead us into paths of that are everlasting. So, Heavenly Father, help us to just be aware of this uh i guess and therefore to be careful about the way that we speak of you and live for you but also to rejoice in this to know that you are the god who knows us and who loves us to want you to know us even more thank you again for these words from psalm 139 help me to prepare for this message this coming sunday that it will encourage my friends my brothers and sisters at lester to want to know you more and want to let you know them more as well in jesus name amen Ooh. nice